What's up, my people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy right here, Benny Blanco, aka El Padrino, on your stereo. Talking about Pretty Boy Dio's new tape. And this tape actually is uh, called Love is War. I won't, I won't be, I'll, I'll, I'll go straight to the point of everything, you know. Like I was saying earlier, Pretty Boy Dio, a very, very intelligent artist, enthusiastic artist. I always respect this guy because he's actually come a long way doing this music stuff. Um, first of all, who's Pretty Boy Dio? He was born in Portugal in April 1991. So, Najee Boy, that kind of thing. You know, Pretty Boy, aka Wonder Boy. <laughs> he had a very strict upbringing, yeah? So, I think he was schooled in California. Uh, okay, well, I think he was raised, I think he grew up in California, then he schooled in New York. But with the strict upbringing, uh, for, some, uh, for some odd reasons or some personal reasons, I think like, or it has to do with depression and drugs and stuff like that. He had, he had to be cut off from his family while he was doing his first degree. And he switched his courses. I think he was studying medicine. But then he switched it to business management. After he had done that, he actually um, came up, finished his first degree, and then he was about to go on his second degree before uh, Tunes saw him. That's uh, DJ Tunes. Threat signed him on his record label, but then they had some label issues. He was back and forth with the music. And then at that point, things were tough, of course. It's not easy. So he had to like juggle work and juggle school. That was before he graduated and met Tunes. He had to juggle work and juggle you know, mu- uh, music and school. So everything was kind of tough for him. Before, I think he had a breakthrough through his girlfriend's um, a brother or his girlfriend's a friend or something like of that sort who happened to look for a musician to invest in. And then he had a record label signing for like two years. I think that was called the Plug Records. That time it was the Plug Before he came up with his own BTE because while he was making statements on those, uh, on those, uh, his upbringing from the research I made, it was that uh, he had to actually uh, go through that sort of phase to, to get to where he was. So his real name is Donald Ofik Omora, Javier Jebobboy, born in Portugal. I think he actually grew up in Portacourt before he went to Lagos. So that's why he's always rapping PH, always rapping, uh, rapping Lagos. Um, musically speaking, Pretty Boy hasn't actually, you know, when it's work for work, when it's album for album, he just, he has dropped like just three tapes. This is his third installment in his series of musical outputs. So yeah, the first one was um, Everything Pretty. That is the, actually the original Pretty. That's his use of nostalgic and reminiscent sounds. I remember I said something like that on Twitter about a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of months ago, if I'm not mistaken, about how Pretty Boy has that ability to pick out nostalgic and reminiscent sounds that were able to last for you for a very long time. So he's actually good with that kind of stuff. And uh, apart from that, he actually dropped um, Wildfire. Wildfire was very energetic, very, very, you know, uh, how do I put it? Very rapid, very, very harsh. It was a pretty boy actually getting into a different lane of his diversity, getting into a different lane of his talentry, you know, to be able to explore other angles. There was this viciousness. Wildfire is actually, for me, one of the best EPs I had on, on that lockdown period, out of Nigeria, of course. Afrobeat speaking, one of the best EPs I had at that time. So, was uh, everything pretty then they had a wildfire so then now he's dropping love is war now um this new album uh background speaking i was just on the internet though i just the internet just the scroll through i just the internet the scroll through but before i know it up, i just saw someone had posted track list of pretty boy g tape i'm like wow because i'd actually been waiting for pretty boy to drop 
honestly speaking because i was highly impressed with what he dropped in 2020 and i know he was teasing some songs you know he was teasing he had some singles he had police and thief he had um he dropped i think the lead single off this is new tape um uh, living in bondage too came out so i was actually expecting i couldn't wait for it to drop then all of a sudden i'm seeing the track listing on the internet uh, i got excited so after that i actually went back i actually went back to like see on his page like what's up with the promotion at all so he had actually been promoting his tape he had actually been doing all those things so he was uh, necessarily for, for him he had to do that sort of thing um you know holistically holistically this album reflects a diversity and growth of a pretty boy's uh talentry and his confidence as well to be able to dive into new to new terrain to be able to explore new sound just like he did on wildfire but at this point he, there is a maturity or you know there's a maturity there's this a little bit of a switch up on his approach to to what he's saying you know like one of my friends would say sticky <laughs> aka the ghost analyst shout out sticky like i would say he was experimenting well yeah yeah so that's the thing with music at some point you need to experiment you need to try out new things so for him he was experimenting at this point and it was actually not bad for some for some parts of it and meanwhile on some other parts you know you could tell he's a newbie to to where he was actually heading to but on the on the on the whole on the whole of it all you know there's nothing with there's nothing wrong with growing or maturing in what you want to put out or there's nothing wrong with diversifying because that is the beauty of any artist to be able to evolve that sort of thing um you know i heard the tape over and over and over and over and over again so the first time i heard it i rushed back to it because pretty boy has this energetic style he has this uh, appeal to the first listen you know that kind of thing so it actually draw, drew me back in so i went back and I listened to it but then as i listened and i listened and i listened it began to wane down some parts of it like i've always said began to wane down so uh which song is that like i liked 1996 the first track definitely i really loved rodman style and Dre's interlude you know there's something about joint songs I, i'll get i'll break that down as we're going then i re- i liked living in bondage definitely i liked kumbaye and sideman interlude as well i loved love protect my stepping shit that one was hard i liked Twin tomato i liked police and thief and i also liked if they send you <laughs> so like uh 1996 uh there is this um like i'm saying there is this sense and there's this musical approach Whatever he was doing, he has actually come a long way. He has uh, been able to go as far as be consciously involved in the aspect of his music. He has uh, grown. He has uh, understood that for you to be able to get to a particular level, for you to get to a particular level, you need to actually approach things differently. So there is this consciousness on his music. There is this uh, political, you know, agitation on what he's saying. So. Now look at what he was saying. There's uh, the reality as well, obviously. And there's one thing about Pretty Boy. His voice is still as unique as ever. You know, you can hear Pretty Boy now, and you can hear Pretty Boy five years from now, and you can tell that this guy has a very unique voice. You no, know, so like, hear what he was saying. He was like, "This one will be 1993. This one will be 1996. The see, Abacha died. He's sitting on the seat. So tell me why I feel like it's 1996. So, uh, okay. So just like." the song itself 1993 and 1996 actually historical dates in nigeria these are this is when the military government was in place 
And I think uh, in 1993, that was when Abacha was ruling. I think Abacha ruled from 1993 to 1998. And then, you know, Abacha at that time had, had one of the most tyrannical, tyrannical governments in place. You know, he was a dictatorial ruler who accepted no nonsense. Not like every other military government isn't like that. It's just that Abacha's regime was tough as hell. You know, he was like, this will not be 1993. This will not be 1996. They say Abacha died, but he's sitting on the seat. So tell me why I feel like in 1996. So now, the punchline or like the, the, the statement from this song is that as much as they say Abacha died, he's sitting on the seat. He's talking about Buhari's government now. Because... Buhari's government, which is supposed to be a democracy, is just like Abacha's government. Like I know they dive into politics or governmental talk, but I'm trying to relate to what he was saying. It's, it's more or less just like Abacha's government. And ironically, Buhari was in power in 1983, so he's someone that has seen of that. He has he has been in that um in that uh space in that political space. So so it's actually it's funny and it, and it's exactly ten years from when he left that Abacha now came in. So he's talking about the realities, you know, the, the harsh conditions he's facing in this country. So it's more or less uh, and then there was something he actually said he was like, uh me I no be fella and Nikolapo. But I ain't really I ain't really never anymore. Me and Obi Fela and Nikolapo, so but me I cannot take it anymore. So he's talking about Fela. Fela was a very, very inspirational and very, very strong character growing up here in Nigeria. You know, you can tell that. And for him, for Pretty Boy, according to him, he actually cites Fela and the band as one of his main influences while doing this music. And uh, you can tell from where from where he's coming from, even the way he sounds, his energy on the mic, he's uh, condensed on, on, on his output. You, you can always tell that, yes, he has such influential uh, influential upbringing. Or he has some inf- musically speaking, he has such influential upbringing. So you're like me, I know be Fela, I need Kulapo, but I ain't really running ever anymore. It's like... He's not going to take this stuff again because of what he's seen, what he's experiencing. So I like the message on 1996. It's actually a politically driven message. It's conscious, and it's what I like to hear in music because it's uh, it's good content. So and another song I liked, um, of course, Rodman style and Dre's interlude. Now, like I was saying, um, there is something about a joint songs, which is to say, um, of of which like, of late I have not been seeing a lot of uh, joint songs. That's because um, I don't know whether most artists don't really have that time for it or maybe it's not actually suitable with what they want to put out at that point in time. But for you to be able to put two songs together, the, the, the sole characteristics or like the main characteristic of having those two songs together is to complement each other. That is the purpose of you putting two songs together. Now, the complementation could be or the complementary effect could be that one song seamlessly runs into another or the productions run or complement each other maybe one is one is kind of hard you know maybe a hard hitting drums and the other one is kind of calm or maybe the lyrics or maybe the the thematic approach or maybe the content you're putting out complements each other maybe you're rapping crazily or this one, maybe you're singing or this one so there has to be like a complementary effect while you're doing this so that it actually runs in to make more sense musically as a whole so that's the point of having a joint song and i'll actually say that um pretty boy actually stuck to that that's what i actually like about rodman style and Dre's interview because if you hear the two of them 
there are two different styles for put in place they actually make a lot of sense now <laughs> i ever i ever call him pretty boy wonder boy and you can hear mike is his vocals here now mike is was one actor shout out mike on nollywood he, he was talking about the, the vocal you were like uh, you have lost your biggest customer wonder boy then the beat comes in so <laughs> it's a very very charged a very very charged song it's a uh, it's harsh it's uh it's straight to the point no you were like uh, no pretty boy now he's actually making some statements he says politicians the ones we did for office they deceive us we did for my man they leave him like you know of course I, i'm liking this political drive of uh, pretty boy you know it's actually coming down as a project that's actually winding down together so you're like politicians the ones we did for office they deceive us we did for my man they leave him like we are looking at what's happening they're deceiving us the ones in the office those politicians then he now says life in giddy be like evil forest if you add to mistress they react I'll be honest, I didn't really get that point. But he said, your life in Giddy be like evil forest. If you add to me stress, if you add to my stress, to react is corpus or something like that. I think what he meant was like maybe to be scorpious, like or to react is actually a big deal. That sort of thing. So he was like, on this song, he's just feeling himself, talking about life in Giddy, talking about what he's saying, his realities that he's facing. So he's not like that. What I even like the most about this song is the chorus. And the hook you're like, oh logo, oh logo, no fist stop my shine. I did jogo do jogo do to my rod master. Shokoto, shokoto, no fist stop my shine. I did jogo do jogo do to my rod master. So it very, very, it's very, very, it's danceable. It's actually making sense, and it's it, it actually got to my core. I'll be honest. Then he was, he actually made some parts where he said he was just like a damn food driver, just to say it wasn't easy after all. Still, I changed my fear, my dreams, and conquered my fears. So. He's talking about how far he's come. He's talking about all he has he had to face, you know, growing up and all. But he still had to hustle, no matter what it was. Uh, it, then also his flow on Drake's interview. I was talking about, about the complimentary part of it. No, he's rapping, he's rapping uh hard, he's he's uh he's jumpy, he's excited on Rodman. But then on Drake's interlude, he's just spitting calmly, he's just spitting, you know, he's you can tell he's just in and out of the box with his lyrics, that sort of thing. So he's like um it was very very solid i liked his delivery too on that production it was like um, tell them i adore, I adore their wives and daughters make her hundreds they know fit quarters just to get bread me move like cop or trying to start shit with me it's better stop him. you know he's just telling you his own you know he loves your wife and daughters you know the debauchery of man <laughs> pretty boy that is you know he makes her hundreds they don't get quarters he's giving your wives and daughters big money and you don't even get money to give him like just to get this bread me move like copper back to this political character back to the reality of being a nigerian back you know back to what we are talking about just to get bread me i move like policeman really always find money say trying to start shit with me oh boy stop him no need though don't try to start anything with me he's, he's more or less on that on that part of andre's interlude I, I like the content there you know he's just telling you what what he's up about you know he's trying to get your girl which is <laughs> which is very possible so for that he's trying to get money as much as possible don't try and get problem with him that kind of thing then he's also saying i praise the lord i control my anger when they steal my head flow and lumber i try my best i no go raise one muscle if we see their face you could think i get stunned double <laughs> Pretty boy has this thing about delivering lyrics that are straight from his head. You know, he doesn't even care. He he's a, he has a very high confidence. That's what I like about him. He's a very very confident musician. So he's like, I praise the Lord. I control my anger when they steal my head flow and lumber. I try my best. I no go raise one muscle. If you see that face, you go think I get stunned double. 
you know, ironically, ironically thing about is like he's controlling his anger. She's not raising the muscle, but if you see her face, you know, you go, you go to see him get stunned up. So <laughs> it's funny at the end of the day because I bet he tries to control his anger. I bet I try to just raise his muscle. If you see their face, you go feel say get stunned up way they beat them. <laughs> so he's actually trying to control his anger when they even try to steal his hair flow alarm. But like when people try to steal your flows, you can hear your sound on another person's song. You can hear your style on another person's uh, verse or something. So he actually has to control himself because that's what happens in the industry. The industry is shady. So you have to actually be careful whatever you're doing as an artist or someone who likes this musical business. Now, the another song I like is Living in Bondage. This is actually the lead single on uh, the tape. Living in Bondage, that was the first song that came out. You're like, uh, I remember it came out definitely months ago. Or was it even last year? I can't remember exactly what point in time it came out. But I've been hearing Living in Bondage for a long while now. And I actually like the song. The song is, uh, you can hear Pretty Boy venting on this song. It's like he's, he's like a prophet in the wilderness crying. <laughs> he's venting on this song. He's... Uh, He's all shades of he's all shades of uh, of sad. He's all shades of uh, charged on this particular track. So now he's saying the lead single, like I was saying, yeah, living in bondage. Now he's saying now they call me bro. These days I ain't sure. Tell me in the Bible who killed Abel? Look where me from. We no get help. Oh. in Africa here, every man did for himself, for oh, self. Oh. You understand? He's talking about all he's going through, all he's seen. Like people call you friends, but how sure are you? You know. Okay, in the Bible, who killed Abel? Wasn't his brother? Anything can happen. So look where look where me come from. You know, get help. Oh. Africa, everybody did for himself. So it's just the reality of where, where he's coming from. This is what I'm liking. So far, so good. He has placed his lyricism towards the realities and the conditions he's facing. Throughout the song so far, I can hear him talking about what he's facing. As much as he tries to go out of box, try to talk about women and everything, he's still coming back to the core of this love is war which is the thematic company as much as we love ourselves there is a rage in between so he's saying uh, me people chasing in the ghetto i leave my house so my mama scream protect yourself for self for so as much as he's trying to do whatever he wants trying to look for money wherever he's going you know his mother always tell him protect yourself you know so they all have to be someone up there to caution you for some time then Another part that gets me like from a country we know drink bullet, 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 because these days they use bullet, bullet, bullet. No lose your vision before it's too late, too late, too late. Because they are not afraid to pull it, pull it, pull it. This is the purpose of living in bondage. And this is actually a flip side on that movie, Living in Bondage. I came out a long time ago. I had a I had a I had a reflect, I think last two years or last year. You know, for this country, they know they drink bullet, which is the energy drink. Because the the waiting the, they take, they they use bullets. That is the being shot at or being killed. Look at what happened. Look at uh, yesterday we were celebrating. Uh, why would I even say celebrating? We're remembering kind of the memorial of people that died at Lake Itoge. So that is just the. These are the continuous hashes, continuous problems we face here in this country. That sort of thing. So we're like because these days they use bullet, bullet, bullet. So no look your vision before it's too late, too late, too late. No lose your vision before it's too late. And at the same time, they are not afraid to pull it. So however you're going, however you're moving, you have to be careful, especially in the country like Nigeria or even in Africa, because what we see in ourselves, what we are seeing so far is that we're living in bondage. I like that song. You're like, he wasn't saying, my bro, it did for sale, like maybe Mandela or Alofi Josh, he took a risk to make his life better. You know, you can't judge him. He took a risk to make his life better. Only God knows the condition his bro was facing. But he had to take his he had to take a risk to make his life better. At the same time, in the for sale like Mandela, Mandela did 27 years. Baba, 
they for sale like Mandela. So he cannot judge the person because he took a risk to make his life better. If you're if you're given the chance to make your life better, if given the risk, will you take it or not? Well, this bro took it and now he's in the cell like Mandela because they're living in bondage. A very, very nice song. He's venting, very conscious, very, very straight to the point. You know, he's talking about how he's feeling. A very, very strong, strong sense of uh, strong sense of uh, reality drawn from this track. And that song I like very well. Again, I'm talking about the complimentary effect again. I like Kumbaye. I like Sideman. Now, the complimentary effect, like I was saying, even works better on this particular track when it comes to the lyricism, not the production. Now, on the lyricism of Kumbaye and Sideman, Kumbaye starts off with how a girl talks about having a man and at the same time, she wants to have pretty boy. And then it actually runs into Sideman where Simon is just talking about how pretty boy is enjoying another girl, another uh, man's lady, and the lady still wants him, and him, he doesn't want to have a problem with the man as well. So, you can hear that complimentary effect, even in the lyricism, which is very, very nice. So, at, at the beginning of Kumbaya, she said, she get a man, but she says she need paper. Shake a bum bum, and then I lick it like a letter. <laughs> she said, she says she has man, but she says she needs paper. You know, her man can't provide for her, sadly. Shake a bum bum, and then I lick it like a letter paper letter that's the punchline i really like that punchline you know you have, to, you have to be calm to understand where he's coming from as a very nice punchline but then only god knows what he's going to do with her i don't know what he's leaking you know as his own business now that's for kumbaye that's some that's one part that got to me because of the that's how he's just started and then sideman now is talking about how he feels concerning this particular lady concerning this particular relationship that he's having with another man's girl and and so far so he's actually talking to the guys he's actually talking to the girl's guy that bro leave me alone it's your girl though. i don't have a problem with you she wants me so you're like don't know if it's me or the cheese but she giving me all the pussy but it don't matter to me at the same time he's saying just keep it 100 my nigga you do that to me at the end of the day don't see no ring on her finger that mean you before i haven't met you before and i don't know your name <laughs> so uh, so no matter no matter you as a guy you have a your your you, you can actually take my babe he's not seen any finger any ring on her hand so it doesn't matter to him at the end of the day so this is just pretty boy being as cocky as ever you know being as <laughs> primarily he's a fuck boy that sort of thing that kind of thing so he he's a very very proud one at that self so at, at from the way i'm looking at things if if the girl's boyfriend if it happens to be real the girl boyfriend can actually even kill this type of guy so he's telling you that he doesn't know whether it's the paper that's attracting the girl to him but however it is she's always giving him sex that which he wants then at the end uh he tries to keep it 100 with the guy that look if you're in my position you will do the same thing and at the same time at the same time he's not seen any ring on her finger so why why stress me another song i actually like very well is if they send you pretty boy is talking out to all his hitters here all his doubters that look let me tell you something if they send you you can't get me you can't see me he sounds so natural in this element that's why i like this particular talk he's just spitting he's straight from his heart he's just he's venting you know that is actually one of pretty boy's core styles to be able to just charge and say what he wants to say confidently He's not boasting according to him, but he's actually a very, very confident pers- uh, pe- uh, person. And he, he has that aura of, confi- of confidence in his movement, even in his lyricism. Now, he's saying, uh, if you give me stress, 
give me panadol some niggas don't want to see me rise they want to see me fall if you really want to see me die get a better gun even if i run i know they hide from your gunshot <laughs> so no matter no matter pretty boy ready to he's ready to, to clear your doubts that's what you're trying to say he's ready to actually let you know that look however you go about it i'm going to be here for as long as it takes you know i'm going to be I'm, go, I'm going to be in this game i'm going to run this game for as long as it takes so like if you give me stress give me panadol some niggas don't want to see me rise they want to see me fall if you really want to see me die get a better gun even if i run i know they hide from your gunshots <laughs> so as much as as much as he knows that <laughs> look i won't fall out of this place so he's not he's not good even if he's going to run from your gunshots even if you go to run, he's not going to die. That kind of thing. <laughs> like even if he's going to, even if he's going to, even if he's uh, going to run, he's not. He's not going to hide from your gunshot. So however, however, he's still going to be here. <laughs> he actually sounds so stubborn on this. I love this. I love this track, man. Because what he's actually saying, he's actually making so much sense. Like he's clearing all his haters that look, you can't get to me. No matter, you can't get to my core. Because even on some parts, he says. Now me say me thank God, say me thank God. Remember them me day for handcuff, day for handcuff. I have to tell my, I have to tell myself to sharp up, how to sharp up, how to focus on my process like my pastor. You no, know, pretty boy has come a long way. What he's saying right now so far is that look, so far so good. I've I've changed. You know, remember when he was in handcuffs? You can imagine being in handcuffs. Remember when he was, he had to like. Tell himself that, yo, yo, look, I'm, I'm not actually doing well with what I'm doing right now. So he had to focus on himself. He had to actually grow up and give himself a process, you know, good process like a pastor that he, like a pastor would. So he's actually uh, reality driven, and he's actually acknowledging the growth of his of his personality in all he's doing so far so good so i i really like that song i love the chorus as well if they send you if they send you maybe the time say you know find me say you know see me you know very very i like the, i like the song i beg i'm not gonna lie then another track i like lord protect my steps this energy on the song was way up very very energetic track right from the beginning to the end and the song was not too long but my god from the intro you can you can hear the energy on the song like However, however, pretty boy on this particular song is talking about the God's God's protection. You know, he's talking about a spiritual protection in whatever he is doing. That you know, no matter how far he goes, no matter how far he strays, you need to be protected. So he's like talking about man, God protect my step, that kind of thing. So he I actually did this track with Parcelio. Shout out Parcelio. He dropped an EP, uh, like a playlist of three songs, African Rebel, a couple of weeks or months ago. I can't remember the, the date exactly, but was very very nice three songs and he actually dropped an album last year a very very good artist and he's he's coming up coming up coming up on the scene you know from from uh from the grime scene as well he says now pretty boy says but in this game i be striker the street turned me to a tiger say my city filled with vipers if you don't look then go bite pass and it's just the truth so like as much as as much as he's actually trying to advance He's praying for God to protect his steps because in this game, him is a striker. He knows he knows who he is. He knows where he's going to. But as much as everything is, the streets are turning him to a tiger. Like the streets are very very vicious. They're very very rough. You know, it's fierce out there. So and the city is filled with vipers. If you don't look, then go bypass. Now this is a punchline, or this is like an entendre on what he's saying with with, with uh, his uh, chorus. Now the chorus talks about the Lord protecting his steps. Now he's saying the city is filled with vipers, which are snakes that scroll that move on the ground. 
now if you don't look them go bypass so essentially god should protect his steps so that punchline on or that that use of technique you know from the verse to the chorus was very very nice that that's uh that's the hip-hop in pretty boy that that's why i consider his style more or less an afro pop an afro fusion uh sort of uh blend to his music you know he's able to still give you you can hear that core element of hip-hop in his music and at the same time he's he's moving on afro and on uh african beats that sort of thing so it's very nice so he says on the road to this money my foot on the pedal no time to put my leg up i say a lot i say a lot to protect my steppings so it's the same thing i'm talking about earlier about joining his verses with the chorus he does here again say on the road to the money my foot on the pedal no, no time to put my leg up so he's moving as fast as possible to, to get that money by the same time lord should protect his steppings because his his leg is on the pedal and he can't even kick his feet up no time to relax very very lovely song i liked it you know and i think uh, i heard gigs vocals on this song too yeah you know the ad lib you're like yeah uh if you listen to it close you can hear the vocals now the features on this song they're very very sparse features apart from i am ddb nisi mojo parcelio i think these are all the the features that he had on this song about four or five people at most so very very so it, it just goes to show you that do really wanted to just do his thing on this album he just wanted to just put his truth out there you know he had that focal point of putting out a lot of content from his own angle and the people that could switch with his own style or the artist rather that could switch his own style um now i like nissi's i like nissi's verse i like there's something i like about nissi she has been singing for a while bonaboy sister shout out spaceship entertainment she has been singing for a while bonaboy says so she has this unique delivery and her flow too and you can her voice is as unique as pretty boy's voice as well you know you, once you hear nissi's voice you know that this is nissi you can just tell so as she handles the chorus of, of of some parts on this song she was like in the belly of the beast i move through the jungle just like i'm mufasa you know and then she trades verses again with pretty boy so she did a very a very good job on her verse there or, or, or on her part on that song it was very very entertaining very very nice i really enjoyed that another verse i liked very well was mojo mojo has been impressing me ever since i actually got to know about chop life crew now chop life crew they are actually a very very i think there are two of them that's mojo and, uh, and his colleague just like um uh, anti-world gangsters the odomodu rebel odomodu black and um rebel i think that's a replay rather i think there are two of them just like that with chop life group mojo has been impressing me ever since i heard him uh before before i even heard him on sdc's tape has been impressing me for a while so it was actually very nice he 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 had i think he, had, he actually had the longest verse he had the longest uh feature or verse on this particular tape because he actually said them the fuck up transfer window don't close it's a hot spot if my number no go at the call shots you know the name of the song is broke boy fc so they are relating it to football they're relating it to do to soccer they really need to transfer you so like him will then they fuck up transfer window don't close it's a hot spot if my number no go at the call shots so he's just t- telling you how he's just feeling about everything then he also says they'll be like touch life fc we really touch your top five mc chop pussy chop life chop life then sleep no so, what I, I really like about him is he switch up on the delivery and on his flow you know his uh gray was able to switch up on that particular on that particular track because much as he said after he says be like touch like fc we only touch your top five and say chop chop life then sleep he now says from my verses you don't turn bases so offensive so much envy no more friendship you know the flow was just crazy because he just had this switch up and he actually rhymed with the production so 
shout out moja i really i really i really really enjoyed his verse on this one he also says roll up plenty blow for entry when i show up end it when i show up exit flow authentic with the fabric for benzes so um <laughs> He had a very very nice flow. He had a very nice delivery, and he actually punching lines. He was like roll up plenty, blow from entry. Now this roll up plenty, it's not really talking about the kush at this point or about smoking. But what he's talking about now, he's talking about how many how many shows he's having. You know, the promotions, the features. So he's rolled up. He rolls up a plenty. Then he's like blow from entry. Like he's talking about how he came into the game and he just blew up. You understand? Because Mojo has not been in the game for. For a very very long time, as compared to some artists who have been there for a long time, but he has actually blown up even and passed his oppositions. So he was like, so these are punchlines. He was like, roll up plenty, blow from entry. At the same time, it could actually be that he was smoking Kush at the beginning, you know, of, of like was rolling up Kush, and then in on the blam they go from when the entry because he now saying they with Fabo with the Fabo for Benzie. So he's smoking Kush in the Benz. So this is a bar for bar punchline, like. I only hear rappers do this in a while, but this is on bar for bar punchline, more or less. So it's actually a very, very nice one. I, I really like that. These are the features. Then, of course, Parsilio's verse. Parsilio's verse was, was that even a verse? Just to some part of the cross, it was okay. Uh, now, production speak. I'll get back to IMDDB's verse. But I'm not going to talk about that one that much. I didn't really feel it holistically. But that was another, that was another verse, though. No, now, on the production, a lot of productions were very good to me. But I will always, always still enjoy my favorite production, which is Police and Thief. <laughs> I think that's the, that's a bonus track because that song was not actually supposed to be on the album. That song had come out a long, long time. I think that was just a single movie, uh, Pretty Boy dropped to, you know, to let his fans, to keep his fans going. So, you know, to let them know that, look, I'm still in the industry. I'm still making this music. I'm still out here doing what I'm supposed to do. That sort of thing. So, but this is actually one of my favorites, one of my favorite productions because the instrumentals here, but they are, high, they are highly... Techno- technologically fused you know from the effects you can actually hear that the, the, these are uh, productions are from softwares from production sets so there are effects here and there shout out to Igor and Dari these are these are these I think these are the two producers I can hear the most on this album because they actually worked the most on this tape more or less it was just them fusing stuff uh, I think effects here and there producers will know these things a lot when you're on your system you know you're going through effects you're going through sounds you're looking for sounds that will actually rhyme with what you're looking for that sort of thing so the, the instrumentation on this particular song was highly digital and technologically fused now there were there were these twinkling keys keys at the bridge where it was just up and, up and on up and on sort of like that and it's actually a very very groovy a very very groovy track because what actually is catching my attention is that the rhythm itself is based on the focal point of the drums, which is the element of this whole song. Now, these dr- the drums, that's the drum set itself, is actually the core of this production. You can hear this, there's this calm Makosa, there's this calm Makosa drumming style. And I used to play drum back then, so I know what I'm saying. There's this calm Makosa drum, because Makosa is actually really fast and hyped up, but it's actually, this is actually on a one-two beat, on a one-two beat, one-two beat, more or less. So it's actually a very very nice drum out effect, and there are still all those instrumentations at the back background. So I really like I really like this. This is my favorite production, the Police and Thief. Ah, once you hear it, it's groovy. You want to move dance. Then another production I like was Lord Protect My Step. The best part of this production, that's what Lord Protect My Step, is that originally this is an Afro drill beat. This is Afro drill. Now, shout out to artists like SK, as I mentioned earlier, Odomo the Black, 
anti-war gangsters and you know the whole apex village movement and those rappers killing it out there in abg shout out to them because afro drill has grown out of drill but it has grown to its own level and has its own sound right now because of the the work these artists have put in people like sk people like anti-war gangsters people like uh apex village that's a uh, uh, there are so many of them in Apex Village. Uh, Denzel, I think Denzel. I can't remember all of them at this point in time, but there are a lot of them at at Apex Village. So they have actually come out, and the whole Abuja as whole. This is Abuja has that core export of Afro drill, and we are grateful to them. We musical lovers or we enthusiasts of music are grateful to them for what they have done. Now, this part, the part, part of the production is that it's an Afro drill production, but then it has these Chinese horns. You know where you're watching a Chinese movie where you're hearing some horns? Or maybe just a normal flute and horns, right? Or like the horns that were on features, the uh, mask of. Now, this one now has that same type of horn effect, but of course not played in that rhythm. But now, yes, that is the beauty of this production. Now, it's an Afro production that is moved by these horns that sound like Chinese horns, kind of. Then, and the hit has is electronically sequential. Like there's this. So it's just on that step. It's just on that step. So it's a very, very lovely production. Now everything fuses together and it actually makes so much sense because the song is explosive. You understand? Know and then outro when it's when when the song comes to an end, there's this outro piano and there's this outro xylophone that is sounding uh, that's working actually working magic on this on this uh, production. I don't know. I tried to listen to who made this production. I couldn't. I couldn't find out who the person was. But I to believe this person is very, very good. It's a very good production. I really enjoyed it. Then another production I liked again was uh, I liked 1996. 1996 was a very, very, a very, very good production because the beat alone uh, it starts off cinematically. It starts off like a movie, like an energetic movie. You can imagine a movie where immediately you start that movie. You can hear people shouting, hear people moving up and down. You can, it's, it's already telling you a story. So and at the beginning of the production, you can hear this electronic rock guitar just playing and it's actually the first song on this album it was produced by Dari shout out Dari no so it's just firing off and it, there's this whole cinematic this whole movie sort of experience that goes with it you know you can just imagine you can picture it right in front of you so it's actually a very very a very very solid solid production then there were samples of gunshots and people fleeing you know statements here and there and then an organ just keeps on playing an organ plays while he's trying to get into the into the base of the song. That's pretty boy. You know, everything is just charged up, it's charged up, and then explosively the beats go in. So the, the diary really took his time to create an experience from this production. So it's more or less an it's more or less an experience. It's not just production, it's more or less a cinematic experience. I really liked it. And then there were these hollow and repercussive sounds in the background. They were just you know, they were air, they were odd, you know, more or less thrilling in the background. They were just playing back and forth, playing back and forth. So I like this production a lot. I really, really enjoyed this production. It was actually very nice. And then there then it moves, it moves the song in a mood. You know, you can tell a story from this song. The beat is very crazy. Another production I liked again was Rodman. I liked uh, Rodman. That was Ego that produced this one. Now, Rodman, immediately you hear the beat is just smashing you straight into into a dance step. You can you can feel like it's dance. Immediately you like the song. Immediately you hear the song rather. The beat like simply just begin to move your body. Immediately you hear the song. So it was very very it was very very nice too. 
to Rodman. Rodman smashes you into down steps. It's uh, the effects again. They are actually odd, twinkling sounds. And there are a lot of effects on this song, on this uh, production as a whole. Digitally, it's a digitally produced album. You know, you can hear that. You know, there are a lot of touches here and there effect from the producers here and there mixing and mastering had to do a lot of work of this i'm sure she was actually not there was it was actually not bad at all then then as much as it's going there's this uh even be, be, before before the, the production moves into uh dre's interlude where Dari produced that which is that complementary movement i'm always talking about you know producer producer complementary lyricism lyricism mood mood tone tone however it is you no know, then there's uh there's this rising and falling of a suspenseful sound you know before the beat now comes in full play you know there's this keyboard the keyboard has a lot of effects from the production from the production too you can hear about that and then there's this one strike of a guitar at the beginning of the song where you just hear if you listen very closely you can hear like a strike of a guitar just one strike of a guitar that plays intermediately that kind of thing so I like I like Rodman. Ego Ego made a madness on that production. The beat was crazy. Now I, I won't really talk about Dre's interlude. It didn't really get to me production wise, but I really I liked the the effects. I I, I like the way they seamlessly moved. The Rodman seamlessly moved into into um uh, side uh, into Dre's interlude. Now another another production I liked was I liked Sideman and I like Kumbaya, but I preferred Sideman to Kumbaya. You understand? The same way I'm, I'm preferring Rodman. I'm preferring Rodman over. Over, uh, over Dre's interlude. It's the same way I prefer Sideman's interlude over Kumbaya's interlude. Now, now the, what I really like about Kumbaya's interlude, uh, Kumbaya's song, Kumbaya is like, there is this old school, I know there's something old school about this production, the, like the beat alone, it, it, it takes you a bit back to maybe like 2006, 7, 8. That's aside, that's take off all these digitally, uh, digitally touched effects. You can, there's just this, there's, it has this old school bounce, this old school bounce. You know, there's just this, you know, you don't come party. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even understand. You have, to have, you have to express it to understand it. So, it's a, yeah, this old school vibe about it. I really like, like, say, they go party, you know, hey, we don't come party. <laughs> so, boy, then I, I like the Sideman. Sideman was actually my favorite, one of my favorite productions because it's actually a very chill production. You know, Kumbaya is jumpy, jumpy, just energetic, bong, 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 and Sideman is just, mm, mm, something just can't, something like, some, something like Drake can actually rap on that kind of production. That, that kind of production is a very, very calm production. So I really liked it. I really liked Simon production. It's actually chill for a particular mood. It's something you can play in the night or at dusk to just vibe. You know, you just hear it and just be calm. You, know, you, you can hear every word he's saying. That sort of thing. So I, I really, I really, really like. I really, really like that production. The drums, the set effects, and the hit hats—they all reverb differently, and then they set a particular tone and a mood for the production. But that's that's that about uh, how I feel about the production, how I feel about the features, how I feel about Pretty Boy's deal, you know, the, the way he's approaching music as he's growing. So I really like that. I really like that. Now, what didn't I like? I didn't like some songs. Some songs didn't really get to my core. Like I was saying, I didn't like DDB's. Not because DDB's verse was not good. Because I didn't like Falling as a whole. Falling, I didn't like Trust Issues. And I didn't, I didn't like Mini Girl. I can't remember the name of that song. I didn't Mini Girl. I didn't like those three tracks. I think I feel, I feel like they were filler tracks. 
uh, the, I won't say they shouldn't have been there, but maybe they had their reason for being there. Maybe someone else might like it. Then songs like Hanky Panky, Belly of the Beast, Broke Boy FC, they gave me mixed reactions. Now, it's, it's, it's funny because Broke Boy FC is the one with Mojo. I like Mojo's verse. Hanky Panky is the one we, uh, he did on his own. Now, Belly of the Beast is the one he did with Nisi. I like Nisi's verse. Hanky Panky, all the songs, they gave me mixed feelings. Like, I either like one thing about them, but then I won't like the song as a whole. So, it's more or less lukewarm. So, I'm sorry, I have to spit out of my mouth. That's how I just feel. You know, either I like it or I don't like it. You, if you're making me feel some type of way with your music, I'll have to just put it at one side. You know, more or less... Mojo's verse was good. Nisi's verse was good. Hanky Panky had a very nice feel about it, but I didn't just like these three. They didn't just get to me straight out. I don't know if I don't know if anybody's understanding where I'm coming from, but I believe someone out there will. <laughs> so those three tracks. They were falling and trust issues, falling trust issues and mini girl them or no girl. One of those songs after Mini Girl, one of the, I didn't really like those three songs. Those are those are like filler tracks. Then Hanky Panky, Belly of the Beast, Broke Boy FC. They gave me mixed reaction. Now, Toying Tomato. I like Toying Tomato because this actually sounds like the original Pretty Boy. That, that's it. If you hear this song and hear it calmly, you, you think it, it actually sounds like what Pretty Boy recorded on everything pretty and then he just dropped it. Maybe you go to release it years to come. Because this sounds, this is one of, actually one of uh, Pretty Boy's most natural sounding songs which is actually his core of his music because he's like i was saying earlier he has this ability to get up and get out nostalgic or nostalgic reminiscent sound so it's good for him that shows his ability and his technique as a musician of course so i really liked toying tomato uh that i, I didn't just want to talk about that one because that, that didn't really, really it didn't really get to my call like other song because also that songs had more content you know more or less they had more messages they had more more um more approach to what to more context to what i'm trying to put out there so but Tony tomato was actually a very very nice song um generally speaking this tape was good it was it was very okay i expected more i expected more because i i, I really i really got hyped for this tape it's 41 minutes it's short but it's actually kind of a cohesive tape because we are talking about uh, uh, about uh, a message that runs across infidelity debauchery and the activism against his present reality so there it actually winds down together and then the same name of the tape is love is war so uh, it's it's a poetically filled or poetically driven album so there is this cohesion i'm saying so i i i like the direction pretty boy is going it's very risky you know it could be that in years to come it doesn't suit his style anymore and then or maybe he's falling off or it could be that in years to come he's going to actually grow and acclimatize to it but with his talentry and uh, with the kind of artist pretty boy is with the confidence that he's actually giving out these days you can tell he's actually going to do it so i'm giving this tip a 6.7 stamp yeah it's harsh like that like i said i expected more the features were kind of sparse most of the songs were lukewarm, some songs were filler tracks, but the good songs were good. So that's how I feel about this tape. So, so far, so good. Let's just see how it goes. I pray the best for Pretty Boy. Shout out for the whole BTE gang entertainment. So uh, I'm going to leave you guys here with this particular song. This is Pretty Boy. Yes, yeah, so, so goodbye, guys. Can't wait to have another recording session, of course. Get into more music. See you soon.
Aqui é meu guru.